Welcome friends to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. When your self-talk works against you. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Someone Gets Me. And I have been spending the entire day uh, working with people on how we think and how we remember. So I thought I would do this episode about self-talk and how it can work against us, can work for us. And I think a lot of times people think that that their self-talk is just kind of like automatically in there. And it is to the extent that we just let the the tape play. But we started the self-talk. Even if somebody said something mean to us, and then we kept saying it over and over, we started the self-talk, even if something else primed the pump. So I took a few notes today while I was teaching, and I thought I would share them with you. Um, The first thing that came to mind was that we tell stories in our mind. Your thinking is all based on stories. We're filling in the blanks all the time. So whatever our cognitive intellectual self does not already understand, we fill in the story because we require stories in our neuro networks in order to put things in their proper place in our memory and in our thinking. So for example, Uh, Today, there was um, somebody who had on these really cool shoes and they were, they had my attention because they were this black patent leather and they were really fun looking. And and so my brain, when I noticed those shoes, I was like, I really like those. And immediately my self-talk started telling a story about what those shoes would mean and, and how that person got them and all of these things that it was wondering about. And so... I don't know if any of the story was physically actually true. I didn't go survey the person, but I noticed the story. And sometimes our self-talk works against us, especially with visionary gifted people, because often we'll get frustrated a little bit and we'll say, oh, you know, I'm so stupid or why am I so dumb or what's wrong with me? And those phrases create the beginning of self-talk that may not work so well. Because see, your brain answers every single question that you ask it, even if it has to make up a story or lie to you. So if I say, why am I so stupid when I'm not stupid at all, then my brain will have to sort through things and say, well, and it will start telling a story that works against me. Is that story true? No. But our brain has to make up the story to answer the question because I asked, I asked an unenlightened question. So our self-talk really matters and in the form it takes and how we speak to ourselves. Our brains are deletion brains. That means that whatever our brain thinks is unimportant or not needed or extra, like being fed with a fire hose, it'll just let it go right on by. It will forget, it will delete, it will generalize. 
It will do whatever it needs to do in order to maintain its equilibrium, so to speak. And most of the time it has to do with deleting things. So even if we think we remember every little tiny thing, we remember a lot, but not every little tiny thing. Because there's more information coming into our brain, into our body, into our mind, into our senses than we can know and talk about and remember and have a story for. So it's really quite fun to think about how do my stories get here? What am I doing with my stories? Where are we going from there? You know, and I love stories and I love knowing that my brain and my self-talk can create a reality and a life and a day that's beautiful and fun and happy. It can also create challenges. So when I had to get up very, very early and, and going to um, do my project, my brain, my self-talk had choices. One choice was, this is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. This is great. I'm happy to be up so early and ready to go. Another avenue it could have gone down is, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm up. This is crazy. I'm so tired. Because remember, everything you think about, you start to create. So as I started saying, this is fun, this is great, then it pumped my energy up because my brain believes my own voice above all others. And by doing that, I create that exciting reality. So the stories are very important. Some of your self-talk might limit you. Well, I can only go this far, or I can only do this much, or bigger yet, giving something outside of you enough power to think that it can hold you back or um, restrain you, constrain you somehow. And that's not necessarily always the case. If you're a visionary or if you're creative and you really have a clear understanding of where you want to go and you have a lot of ambition behind it, even if there's a several roadblocks or things that try to stop you or obstacles or challenges, your mental capacity, your self-talk, your being has the ability to keep pivoting and changing and moving until you can find the right avenue. And so our self-talk is what directs that. So we can take, for example, you know, when the pandemic was here and everybody said it was going to be two weeks or maybe even a month and then it went on for years, right? What story did you tell yourself about all of that? Did you tell yourself that it's a terrible, rotten time and that even if something completely dissolved and disintegrated, you know, that could be the fuel for the fire that you rise up out of like the phoenix. Like I always say, there can't be a phoenix without the fire. So maybe that burning up of the old really served you. But if you're walking around with self-talk that that burning up of the old was somehow terrible and nasty and wrong, you're going to have a different experience because of your self-talk. So for me, the key is to align my self-talk, my thinking in here with the reality that I want so that my head and my heart and my, my soul, my essence, all have a very aligned message happening so that the inner talk in my mind and my external talk all line up with my heart's desire and what my soul is trying to do, right? What my spirit, what my essence is doing. Because when we're not a lot aligned with our highest essence and we're not really letting our self-talk help, help move us in the direction of our vision, 
then we end up sometimes very frustrated or maybe angry or, or upset when really we could change that a little bit or a lot if we watch our self-talk because our self-talk isn't always making sense. It's not always serving us unless we've really developed the discipline. Um, one of my very good friends is always speaking to and looking for what's good and possible and fun and helpful. Even when her staff makes mistakes, she'll say, we're learning, we're having fun and we're learning instead of, oh, you did this wrong. Oh, that bad thing happened. She has a way of saying what's going on and speaking a higher truth and letting herself talk, encourage others so that their self-talk isn't demeaning and degrading and upset. So everybody wins, right? So remember that your self-talk dictates your life. If you're walking around saying the world is a bad place or you're uncomfortable here or what's wrong, you know, and cynical in nature or bitter, then that's the reality you will experience because you are saying it to yourself and your brain believes it above all other voices. So when my self-talk isn't working in my favor or it's creating anxiety or upset or frustration, which it still does sometimes, way less than before, but you know, it's all ongoing practice. When that happens, I stop and go, stop, breathe. I take a couple breaths and I shake it off and say, what's the truth? The truth is, and then I say whatever the truth is about the situation. The truth is I'm having fun learning. The truth is great things can happen. The truth is, and then I fill in the blank with something even more beautiful. And so I can use my self-talk to work in my favor rather than working against me or not even making sense to what's going on. Years and years ago, I was so in the habit of saying that I was tired and that I was overwhelmed, that even when I wasn't tired and overwhelmed, that's what my self-talk was saying. And it was creating a very kind of heavy energy. And I didn't like that heavy feeling. And I didn't know at the time that my self-talk was responsible for it. And then one kind friend who knew more than me said, hey, Diane, stop saying it that way, say it this way. I started changing how I was thinking and the heaviness went away simply by changing what I say to myself. So when we wake up, both spiritually, we look around, or we wake up in the morning, you know, or from our sleep or our nap, it's important to pay attention to what's going on in our mind. Today I woke up with a song going on. It was a song from the 70s, not really sure. I don't remember it now, but I was singing it all day to myself. And then something interrupted that and, and I started thinking of other things. So we always have something on our mind when we wake up. So the question is, is what you're thinking about really taking you where you want to go? Now, part of our waking up spiritually is that we sometimes have to confront the fact that we've been bamboozled or we've been led astray or we have gotten so far away from the higher truth that we have this, this decision. Do I turn back toward the higher truth because I realize I've been bamboozled and, and, and drifted away? Or do I keep on going just because I've done it so long? Like I hear some people say, well, I've been living like this for so long, I'm just gonna stay like this even though I know it doesn't work. That's somebody who's been bamboozled into thinking that going down this road that they even will admit doesn't work 
is okay. And so pay attention to that. When you've been bamboozled into going down these things, and usually the bamboozled feeling comes from a lot high levels of fear, um, existential fear, um, emotional fear. And so when we, um, well, we have been in fear for a long period of time. We can't see the truth even if it's introduced to us. And there's a lot of research behind that. That when you have fear going on for a period of time, if I was to step in and say and say something to you that was a higher truth or an understanding maybe you didn't have, you would be very hard, if not impossible, for you to see what I'm saying, to really integrate it. It would be easier to defend and argue and blame. So we have that going on in our culture a lot today. There's a lot of fear, a lot of existential angst, and people are holding on to things that don't even make sense. It's like grabbing a knife and they're watching themselves bleed, yet they won't look at what's going on with themselves and their own, their own talk. You see it in domestic violence where um, the person who's been um, harmed physically or emotionally keeps returning to the source of the trauma. Um, that's a, that's a trauma bond, but it's also that part of I can't even if I can see the truth if I can't think my way and can't use my self-talk and help myself move forward It's easy to be seduced back into it. It's the same thing with addic addiction and substance abuse and fear in general um, and anger the whole idea of right fighting is a problem because the thinking the self-talk is I'd rather be right than happy. I'm always got to be right. I have to be correct. I have to be right. Even when in the face of the truth that maybe what that person thinks isn't so right, maybe they need to back up for a minute and reevaluate, but they don't want to lose face. You know, to that, I say to a lot of my clients, you can't save your face and your ass at the same time. You cannot do it. So if you're going to live in integrity and honesty and truth, and you're going to really work with your self-talk to work for you rather than against you, part of it is realizing that that part of us that's always trying to save face can lead us astray. It's much more important to really say, okay, what's the highest and best? What is the truth really, really? Um, we also have to learn how to heal intergenerational trauma. Now that's going to have some other episodes all about it. But one of the big things to think about here is the self-talk that has to do with poverty mentality. And that's the mentality that there's not enough. There's not enough food. There's not enough money. There's not enough time. There's not enough fill in the blank. Um, historically in our culture, after the Great Depression and things like that, there wasn't enough of some things. And that self-talk is still in some people's minds who weren't even alive for the depression because it was passed down intergenerationally for people who were. So sometimes we need to look at the self-talk we're saying that started somewhere else, but yet we are, we are responsible because we're the ones repeating it so we can change the pattern so we don't have to be stuck. Our world our three-dimensional human experience in my reality is all about learning how to um, comfortably live in a in a human body as a really cool spiritual essence person right and so it's a great tandem it's a great coming together of our higher essence and our physical three-dimensional reality and our self-talk is a real example of it because your three-dimensional reality self-talk 
has a lot to do with the outcome and your experience along the way. Um, you are the only one that can break free of that lie. You're the only one that can change it up. You're the only one who can say, hold on a minute here. Is what I'm thinking really accurate? Is it true? Is it kind? Or maybe I'm thinking it out of habit and it's never was true or it used to be true and it's not now. Or maybe it's just not kind. So it takes guts, takes faith, takes courage to examine our own self-talk. When we don't examine it, it can work against us all the time. And you're going to feel like you're running, you know, like you're sledging uphill. As one of my friends says, running through jello. It's important if we don't want to be running through jello to look at what are we saying? What are we saying to ourselves about everything? The narrative that's happening as we go through life. This is hard. This is easy. What about this? I wonder what so-and-so is doing. I wonder how I am doing. Or I even have some people I know that are always narrating how bad they feel. My stomach hurts. My head hurts. Oh, this isn't good. I need to do this. What's wrong with me? And they're going to keep creating those experiences of pain and disconnection and things that are wrong with them. We don't want to do that. Our goal is to tell a new story. If we keep telling the old story, the old stories in our head, we're going to keep recreating the old life. So if you're one of those people, especially if you're gifted and talented, that are trying to create a different life, that are trying to create happiness or joy, even in the face of outside craziness. If you're one of those people who wants to be a beneficial presence and do something with your life that has meaning and substance. If you're one of those people who is tired of the antagonistic inside self-talk, then it's time to start changing it. And only you can do it. You know, one of the phrases I learned in the very beginning of me changing my self-talk was, do all people have a safe trip through my consciousness? In other words, if I'm thinking about somebody, am I thinking about them with the highest understanding of who they are as this great essence? Or am I thinking about them in a negative or hostile or angry way? May all people have a safe trip, meaning no landmines, no negativity in there. And it took me a while to learn how to do that. And so every once in a while now I have to go, no, back that up. Everyone gets a safe trip through my consciousness. Now that doesn't mean I agree with everybody. It doesn't mean I'm spiritually bypassing. It means that what I'm doing is really examining what's going on in my mind. What is my self talk about? It includes myself. And the message for you is it includes yourself. So when you get really frustrated at yourself, you call yourself stupid, you say you're not good enough, you cut down how you look, all of those things, or any self-talk that brings your energy down, you are the one responsible for the frustration and the, um, the feeling kind of dysphoric, the depression. You're the one responsible because your self-talk is creating that story. So I thought I'd give you some examples of things I say in my self-talk to help keep it on the right path. The path meaning right path, meaning the higher path of understanding and kindness and generosity. One is I'm a masterpiece and I'm signing autographs. The other one is I have something great to bring to the world and I freely bring it to the world. I am awesome. That's another one. And one of my other favorite ones is my humor is transformative because see, when I was younger, I didn't think I had any humor. 
everything was so heavy and depressed and I didn't even know I was funny. And then initially when I would be saying things that were funny and people would laugh because it was funny, I thought they were laughing at me, making fun of me and they weren't. So I had a lot of changing and self-talk to do many, many years ago to realize that my humor is transformative. That as a gifted person, I use humor a little differently than some people. And when people understand my humor, it helps them transform. And then the other thing I say is I'm a designer's original. Like my whole being is that of an original masterpiece. The designer created me as a one-off. You were created as a one-off amazing masterpiece, as an original piece of art. So your self-talk allows you to appreciate and come more fully into who you are as a great, amazing, talented, beautiful being. Or your self-talk holds you back and limits you and and compresses you and um, separates you from your own beauty. The choice is yours. So when your self-talk isn't working in your favor, start to make the changes of creating more effective, more resourceful self-talk. Begin to challenge the lies. Never let an inner lie go unchallenged. And when you say I'm stupid or I'm not good enough or what's wrong with me, those are lies that it's time to challenge. Challenge them. The truth is you're wonderful. The truth is that as we claim who we really are and we go after our ambition, we live by our values, that then we are unstoppable toward goodness and kindness, toward compassion, right? Toward being the change agent and transformational human being that you're meant to be. If you're listening to my voice, I know it's true about you. And if you're not listening, then you don't even know I'm saying it. Ha ha ha. That's some of my humor. Didn't make sense? Yeah, it did. Anyway, so I'm being a little goofy because I've spent an entire day already really working with people on how they think and the stories they tell. So what story are you telling yourself? How are you using self-talk in your favor? Because you know, if your self-talk isn't making sense or it's not serving your higher good, you are the one responsible for holding yourself back. So take some time after you listen to this podcast and pay attention to how you're thinking. What is that story in your head? And then the next question is, is it true? Is it the story that you really want to have play out in your life? Or is there a better story, a more exciting, a more true, a more authentic story? You pick. Thank you for listening. And until the next episode, keep your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star, right? You're here on purpose with a purpose. Tell yourself the story that serves your higher purpose. Shift your self-talk to the great you that you are. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.